welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. And huge congratulations goes out to my next guest. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that this is the only person to be a guest on the podcast on every iteration of the podcast and join the Four Timers Club. Everyone, please give a warm welcome to Tyler Small of Saving Vice. Tyler, man, how are you doing today? I mean, I think all things considered, I can't complain, you know? I think at this time, that's really all we can ask for. I agree. I honestly, I don't, I, I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, we have, you know, we have a lot to get to with you for sure. But I think really the first thing is, you know, I haven't talked to you for a little while. I think the last time you were on the show was the beginning of this year when Hello There came out. And I think we just need to shoot the shit a little bit. So, you know, it's a little cliche now, but with COVID and everything happening, how has your life been? Like, seriously, how have things been? I mean, it's, it's, there was a a lot of good things happened during it. And a lot of good things came out of the time we were given, Mm -hmm. I would say is like the, the silver lining, you know, like I got my own place with my girlfriend, you know, who moved out here, you know, it's like, you know, we all got to really work on ourselves a little more work on, you know, Chase just launched his brand low point today, Sammy re revamped his clothing line break loose um you know i got reunion starting up which is like uh it's gonna be kind of more of like a it's like a art brand cool i kind of i don't really want to put the name on it yet but but i'm kind of doing that and i never would have had the time to really dive into like like digital art if i hadn't had all that just quarantine craziness thrown at me and i was like i had to find myself in anything i could and i think we all did a lot of things so robbie learned to record Yes, like over right. the quarantine, you know, and now we, we just put out like our cover song, our motionless and white cover. Um, we Robbie recorded that himself. And then this uh, EP coming out, you know, it's a little EP, but it's, you know, the CP coming out this month is actually uh, the first original music we've put out that we self-recorded. Right. But yeah. And then we and Robbie just started doing that this year, which is kind of bananas. But I don't know. It's like, <laughs> well, it does seem. You know, when I talk to Robbie or I see what he posts on social media, it does seem like he's been doing a ton with just learning a lot about the processes that he might not have had the time to actually do himself had COVID not been a thing. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly true. And like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's like, you know, we all butt heads about stuff. And like Robbie's thing is Robbie is just like, Robbie just lives to grind and he has like nothing distracts him anymore you know and like you know he's been doing really gay ever since he you know he made a big post about how he was kind of like going sober and like you know he didn't like what alcohol was doing to him and stuff so he just kind of like decided to step away from it and it's just like nothing can distract him you know what i mean he's just Uh, been like non-stop like he wakes up and he just grinds all day and like he you know he tries to loosen up a little more because i think that started that was getting to him even though he didn't realize it at first Cause I think everybody just gets lost in themselves when there's nothing else to focus on. Right. And then, so I think it was like cool to see, like he kind of motivated all of us to do that too. You know, you know, it's like, he's like a cyborg. Like he's like, <laughs> he has some like superpower where he can just like, he's like taskmaster where he can just like YouTube something and then completely know his way around it and then do it. And it's like how we've been able as a business to basically do almost everything by ourselves that like, you know, normally a label would have to do for you. 
Right. You know, with obviously a few things that like are just kind of like unobtainable without, you know, having those connections at the time. But it's like, so it's, that's been the best thing that's come out of this is like, we've set ourselves up very, very well as like a business. And like, we've, we're all learning and like doing things on the side. Cause like, we're just like, well, Hey, like what's the stuff we'll never have fucking time to do when we're playing shows all the time. Like that's what we should be doing right now. Yeah. And it sucks. Cause it's like going to school, you know, it's like, I've been trying to like, I'm getting recording gear and trying to like learn more about recording. Like I literally like never use digital art. I mean, I, I did Photoshop and illustrator and InDesign and all that when I was going to tech, when I was in high school mm-hmm. for like, you know, years, but it's like, I never really latched onto it. Cause I was so, I just wanted to draw, you know? And then as it, you know, like I've been using procreate and I just never really drawn on a pad or anything. And it's, uh, and that's kind of what I did. And then I, I got really, I, I've been trying to get back into art for like, almost 10 years like since i was really young like i was all i used to do when i was younger and then like i just kind of like lost every time i pick it up i just get frustrated and not want to do it anymore so uh, now and then i started reunion which is like an art design you know i draw you know I've, I've done like a few commissions for people like a tattoo and like you know stickers and stuff like that because i just kind of started drawing and realized i was really into it again and then and i was like hey i'll just like maybe i can draw my own art and put that out so i'd like to work into a brand that's kind of where it's going but like i'm kind of just learning more i want to really understand like the whole medium more before i start trying to really make a business out of it because i feel like there's just so much i don't know i've been like diving through youtube tutorials on procreate Mm -hmm. and just getting all this cool stuff and just being like holy shit so it's like that's been pretty fun but i mean like other than that you know it's just been trying to live and just like hey like i mean if this is what life is now if like you know make the best of it and then try to just do everything you can to be ready for when shit comes back right so that's what we've been trying to do is like just put ourselves in the best position which you know we were left in a pretty shit position as you were saying you know last time we talked you know we had just basically we're about to have like the year of our lives you know it's like we had spent you know, almost two years just planning this all out with recording the album, when we were going to release songs, like having the whole lineup change, getting back together, you know, planning everything, like getting the set ready, planning like the huge, like, you know, the biggest set of our lives, like our, you know, we headlined, you know, Higher Ground in Vermont, played like, like a 10 song set with an encore. We'd never done anything like that. Right. We'd never headlined a show, I've never headlined a sold out show, you know, anything like that. And it was a, and just so much went into it. And it was just like the best night ever. It was like, the, I, I almost cried on stage. It was like the coolest thing. I've been wanting to play that venue for so long. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then we were about to headline the Palladium for the first time, finally, which has yep. been another goal. That was the other place I grew up going to shows. You know, I've seen you there a bunch. Oh, yeah. And then it was like, that's it. Like, that's going to be, that was the next month. And then we had tours that we hadn't announced yet. Um, and we were going to try to do West Coast this winter or fall. But that obviously... Oof. But the good thing was is it happened right before we bought the van of uh, the van. Like we were about to buy, we were about to buy a new van and then it was like I was like, bro guys, can you imagine if you're trying to like because the financial struggle we went through this year trying to like keep up to supplement the fact that our entire album release just got like its nuts cut like right, right after we dropped it, you know? I was like all of that, like all the tours, like all the fine all the plans we had, the merch we had stocked up on for shows. Like, cause like we've learned to know what we do with merch at like big shows or hall headliners and stuff. And it's like, we had literally learned to like, you know, confidently buy ahead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you would for any car. And it was just like, you know, so we we're sitting on all this, you know, stuff and then just trying to, man, it's like my brain is going in circles right now. Just kind of like, man, so much, this feels like it was like two years, but it's like not even been a year. 
exactly that all this happened it's just bananas so it's like you know just trying to figure it out so we were like you know we'll do covers and we were you know we were just trying to do like fun stuff to keep music out to like like hey like right now we'd be on the road and our name would be everywhere and we'd be doing all this stuff like how do we even how do we keep that going without shows you know right it's a lot it's all money it's all business it's all it's like all it is and it's like it's kind of a bummer though because it's you know I feel like we all do this because we love writing, releasing music and then playing like playing is the whole reason every band does this. I feel like for the most part. And like, I just feel like I forgot how to be on stage, dude. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so ready for like, I'm not ready to just rent a venue out to just practice in just so I can like completely simulate it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's, yeah, but, I, but you know, there's live stream shows and stuff and we've discussed that, but yeah, that's the short version. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that was that was good. I think you covered a shit ton there. So, I think you got everyone a little bit up to speed. So, I'm going to pick a few things out from what you were talking about there. So, with Binary coming out, it's a two, you know, it's a two-track EP, but what was the business decision that went into that instead of releasing it like, "Hey guys, we got a new track coming out in a month." And then after that came out, you're like, "Hey, we've got another one coming out." in maybe a month or two months, how did you decide you wanted to put them out both together instead of piecemealing it out? So it's kind of funny because the, the, what the binary EP is, and I don't know how much of this is like supposed to be let out before it comes out. <laughs> I'm not trying to get bitched at. Sure. So I'm going to like, not the part where like there is some secrecy still, but I get, it's an idea that I actually had a while ago. Okay. Um, it started out as like it started out as songs that were going to be on the album, and then it was kind of something where they both like the ideas we had and what we wanted to do with it. I was like, I feel like they might stand out too much for a debut album. Like we're already trying to make a very rounded album, but there's like one song where it's like the whole thing's just me singing, and then we have this super heavy song with no cleans. Yep. And we're trying to really show we're versatile, but I don't want to go so like I don't want it to make it look like a compilation of just random shit. So I was like, you know, we let's put off this idea that I had to do with these two songs for something else. And then you know, we're coming to the end of the year and we were just like, you know, it's like, unfortunately the reality of it is, is like, if, if unless you're already really, really established, like we were up, like maybe about would have been in one year, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're right at that jump off point yeah. where um, it would have been a big step or a big leap for us as a whole. Mm-hmm. And like, we had kind of like planned for that. And so it's like, well, you know, it's like, we really have to grind, you know, it's like, and I figured the worst thing we could do is like, you know, we just dropped an album, but it's like, you got to keep it interesting. So we did more music videos for it because like every time you drop a new video, I mean, most people only listen to like two or three songs off an album these days, That's unless sad. they're like really, really in the band. Yeah. And I feel like you can tell because every time we drop like a video later, like everyone thought Echoes from the Gutter was a new song. They're like, <laughs> oh, I love this new heavy direction. Like everyone thought that was a new song. And that just was... It, it was like, okay, you know, that's funny, but like it completely validated our business strategy that we've had for a long time, like with Colder Than Dark, where it's like, if you really put, like we like we don't put filler songs, like we put only put songs on the album where like every song could be a single. Yes. And that's like, why not make every song a single? Like every time, if it's that, if it's good enough and it deserves a video, give it a video because the video will get that one song all the attention is if it's a single and half the time everyone even discovers you who's never heard you before because of it or people think it's a brand new song anyways and they get just as hyped on it because they maybe just jammed the singles you released and they didn't really go through you know so it happens all the time 
I was guilty. I did it with Bad Omens. I, did, I was like, I don't like their new album. And then Dethroned came out and I was like, oh, fuck, this song slaps. I love this new shit they're doing. And I was like, yeah, that was on the album you don't like. And I was like, what the fuck? I must have skimmed it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, that's what everybody does, I think. And that's why so many bands are doing singles now. You know, it's yeah. just the way to go. So it's like, so what we did, but it was cool. So I was like, yeah, so I'm happy, you know, but it kind of, it was to try to coast and just keep bringing love back to the album, you know? Yeah. It was like, how can we some promote the album without playing the songs live? So we got to keep getting the songs circulating. So that was kind of what we did with that. But the binary thing basically was like, you know, we, it's very, it's saving vice for sure, but it's very standal. It stands apart from all of our other material. For sure. It's the heaviest shit we've ever written. Yeah. So it's like, absolutely. Yep. and so, and that was the, the one thing I can tell you is there's no singing at all. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, cause this probably won't be out until it's out anyways or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's real. it's just fun. And basically we just wanted to, it, it, I felt like they were the way we, and we recorded them a very specific way and we wanted them mixed to sound very different from our other stuff. So the, the product we actually, um, we, uh, it was mixed at the brick hit house where, you know, Shane Frisbee, where we report, where we uh, recorded our first single exhale. Ah, gotcha. Okay. And we really wanted it. Like Randy has always like kind of made our sound so far, you know, yep. the way it has, been. but it's been a very like certain style of metalcore, And we wanted this to sound like a different corner yes, of like the metal map. Right. So we wanted to get another, a different, producer to just mix and master it so it had that touch to it so because it's kind of like tattoo artists i feel like you know you sometimes you want to use a lot of different artists you like and you want pieces from a bunch of different people or it's like anything like it's like you want to you might want to do a different sound or a different flavor doesn't and then you know you might want to do it depends on the style of music you're doing and we're really and we're also really trying to like experiment because we just had this one ep and then we just dropped our debut album and we want to be a very broad band with our sound, but we also like are still, I think are about to find our real niche or exactly what culmination of everything that we've been doing was leading to us putting out. Mm -hmm. Cause like, well, we're never going to be a band that just suddenly stops being a metalcore band, you know? And it, so if we ever release something that's like kind of more rock or all rock, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get breakdowns on the next song. Like we're not, it, we're not going to go cold Turkey on people like that, but we are going to experiment. And I can promise the next couple things that we put out, like are going to almost sound like a different band right. in some ways, okay. but it'll always sound like us anyway. And that's what it's like the albums. Like it's like, there's like 10 different genres on that or like vert or like sub genres on that album. But yeah, I feel like they all sound like saving vice, whatever that means which I guess is the good thing, right? Is yeah. when you can kind of tell them apart. Well, it's something, to be honest, it's something I've been impressed with you guys from the beginning. You always kind of had hints there, you know, knowing your personalities and what your backgrounds are, you know, from talking to you guys in person, but also on the shows over the years, is that you had the ability to basically do whatever you want. Like, I would not be surprised if at some point you guys put out a track that's like, I prevail. You know what I mean? Like you guys can do from the heavy, heavy, which is what the simulation and the spire are, to doing an acoustic version of another life. And then, like you mentioned on, you know, on Hello There, having a track that's just all clean singing. Like you can do that at any point. And I've kind of always had the feeling, and I'm sure people that really know 
Saving Vice kind of have that feeling too, that you have the ability to go wherever you want with the band. Yeah, and that's what we want. And we wanted to be able to do that without it being weird or catching people off guard. So we tried really hard to like really show people that we can do all these things, but not because we were trying to figure out which one sold the best, which right. I feel like some bands do or, or, a, or you know, a label might suggest you do. For sure. Um, I, know that label, I know labels don't like, I know it's kind of a myth that labels just like make bands do all this shit. Because okay. I know like I was hearing him talk about it with Fit for a King. He was all like, dude, like no one fucking made us do anything. Like, you know, <laughs> so it's like, um, and, I, and I've heard that from multiple musicians. That's like, that's like, I'm, that's never happened to us, you know? Yeah. It's like we wanted to, we wanted just people to expect us to do a lot of different things. I, I, I want people to just like hear us for where, cause like, I, I, I tell you right now, like, you know, you know, Robbie literally just brought, like, brought up doing a whole other genre as a song, you know, that we'd never, well, we've kind of dabbled with it on Hello There, but it was like a whole other genre. I'm like, I don't even know what that would look like, <laughs> but people would believe it. You know what I mean? It's like kind of like it was, it's, and that's what we wanted to set up where like, the only you know, the, the issue, the challenge with it is like people who are discovering you for the first time are, might be a little confused, but if they dig it, they're going to look up your other videos and piece it together. And it's like, and, or they'll just like the song, which is yeah. fine too, depending on how invested they want to be as a fan. But I feel like we're not at that point. Like, like we don't have to worry too, too much yet. Cause I feel like there's still, we're still such a young band. There's so many people who are the, the people we're aiming. Like we all, we know how to make our fans happy. That's not, but it's like, cause like it might be one section of fans are more happy than the next, but it's like, like that people who wanted the echoes from the gutter shit are going to be really happy this month. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. like, yeah. <laughs> and there might be someone who wants something like so safe again, and mm-hmm. they're going to get what they want again someday too. But like, we want to do it for everyone because I mean, even the people who don't love everything usually like it at least a little, which is fine. Cause like with most albums that come out, most people aren't obsessed with every single song and every album that they like. Right. So it's like, like, that's fine. As long as they're not like, man, skip filler, skip filler, like, which I hope <laughs> you're doing, but. No, no, I, at least I can say from my side that I don't feel like you guys do that whatsoever. I mean, we talked about the last time you and Robbie were on the show. I'm always very impressed when a band goes through that whole, I, look, I understand if you're going to have intros and outros and interludes when you're trying to tell a full concept story or something like that. I totally get it. But there are definitely those bands that just stick that in there for whatever time constraint reasons they want. Like, people know that that is actual filler, that it doesn't really mean anything. They're like, oh, I really like this beat, and I'm going to put it in there. But that's never been what your band's been about. We almost did that with Hello There, but it was actually genuinely because Robbie had a song where it was like, I I just didn't quite feel like it warranted lyrics but right. i really liked it and i was like it'd be cool to do that but i just like but i was kind of like fucking i just feel like every it's just a cop out everybody does that <laughs> so like you know what i mean so we just like we're like eh. yeah and, uh, and it's been really hard like the hardest thing about saving vice was like hey how do we bring back all the nostalgia that everybody who shit talked it seven years ago is always on facebook <laughs> saying they meant like, how do we bring back all of the shit that made like reckless and relentless and you know shit awesome mm-hmm. But make it like believable and current, right? And like object and objectively mar- like marketable in a, in the new world of heavy. And it was like, and I know there's gonna be people who hear binary and think we tried to like cop out and just do what was trendy. But like, we all like the really really heavy shit. But it was just like, there's just some styles of heavy music, 
or we can use elements of it, but it's just so not us and so out of our wheelhouse where it would be a little weird. And I feel like the spire is definitely like touches the surface with that, yeah, but it still sure. sounds like saving vice metalcore. Like it's it, at its heart. So I don't feel like, but it, like, like, I feel like if you didn't know any better though, you might want to call it try hard because it like, I feel like I almost, there's parts on that EP where I feel like we flexed a little too hard. <laughs> like there, when we first got the mix back, we were like, this is too heavy. Like we were like, <laughs> we were, we went back and we were like, bro, like, yeah, this is like fucking sick. Like I was in the car just like, what the fuck? And I was just like, but this just sounds like pretentious. I was just like, just turn, like dial this back a little bit. Well, yeah, Robbie was like, yeah, no. Like I fucking like, I felt like my ribs were cracking when I was like jamming it. Like, it was just like, that was just, you know, so we were like, we had to tone it back down because like we, we, we like to go really hard. Yeah. But that's like a kind of hard, we're not fucking sp- you know, we're not harm's way or spite. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> what the would like to, us to be spite sometimes, which is, you know, you can hear that in his, and you'll hear that kind of yeah. in some of his elements, but. <laughs> well, look, I'll, I'll talk to Audrey and I'll talk to Robbie and we'll see when they want to release this. But we, I think we have to go into it for sure because the Spire, I mean, I've, I've listened to this over and over again since it was sent to me. Oh, I just, so I didn't, know, I didn't know how much you knew. Oh yeah. No, I know all of it. Okay, word, yeah. word, word. You've heard it all day. You know, so this whole time I've been like describing it to you. You've already heard it. Well, no, I no. Guess I kinda... I, we got to do that for the audience anyways. That's fair enough. Yeah. No worries here. Okay. You know that. We're, we're releasing this after the 30th. And yeah, ask Most likely. Yeah, I, I think that's what Robbie normally likes to do is you guys get to promote up until the actual binary EP comes out. And then people get to digest it. And then maybe this comes out on that Monday or something like that. Like yeah. you know me, I don't. I don't care when this stuff comes out. I'm just having fun talking. Like it doesn't I'm matter. Fucking, oh yeah, like there's really no limit, so we can do whatever. So yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, what do you want to know? Well, I, I guess I guess I do. You want me to just dive back into like describing it? Well, let me. I'll bring up the spire first because yeah, yeah. just off of what you were just talking about. So that's a metalcore song at its heart, but its soul is a hardcore song. Yeah. That is the closest you guys are going to get right now to Knock Loose. You know, just to name a hardcore band that everyone knows. But when I listened to it, I guess I was picking out what riffs I was like, oh yeah, that's more hardcore and that's more metalcore. But it's not like you guys were vocalizing a metalcore style of vocals, if that makes sense. No, so it was like, so basically like we had this whole idea. Well, no, sorry, we, I had this whole, yes. I know they're going to fuck their bill for the book. He just had to say that. No, but it's like, uh, <laughs> it was a joke because like I'll have an idea and Robbie will be like, it's, it'll work out really well. And Robbie will be like, and like, yeah, I always say this is like one of the best ideas I've ever had. And I'm like, that wasn't your fucking idea. <laughs> but uh, Because uh, Robbie has so many good ideas that he starts to think they're all his. So right. it's like. Which is like, I guess, to some with the with the with the amount of numbers and shit going on in his head twenty four seven, it's probably it probably gets lost. So, <laughs> but um, with the shit he's overseeing all of the time and with his like with all this shit he's got going on. But um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. So I had this idea where I was like, hey, it'd be cool if like, you know, I'm doing this. I uh, I'm doing this all clean song, and we're gonna do the super heavy song. May Chase does like an all scream song, but I everyone knows I scream. Like, why would I not do it? Because Chase can't sing doesn't mean I shouldn't. And I was like, and we've tried so hard to stay away from the, like, of the two vocalists, everything. Because I, I am someone who has never, like, I've liked, I'm not saying, like, I don't like any bands with two vocalists or I've never, but I've never been a fan of the concept at all. Oh. Like, I always, 
Oh, we talked liked about that before. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked one guy who could do everything, and it's like that just felt too much like we were doing the whole I'm the clean guy, he's the screaming guy. Like I hate, <laughs> I fucking hate it. I'm over it. So it's like, right. It was so um, it was so I was like, yeah, that'll make it look too much like that. Like we don't want to dial home that like we're more of like. I want people to think of us more like Mike Shinoda and Chester than they think about like, you know, we car or issues or whatever, you know what I mean? Sure. So it, like, I would rather I'm saying like, Hey, like maybe one day Chase is, you know, doing this or doing that. Maybe Chase is fucking suddenly playing bass. Mike Shinoda is playing guitar. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever, like I'm screaming, I'm singing, maybe I'm only singing on this song. Maybe I'm, you know, whatever it's, we're just making music and we're making it sound the best we can using our abilities. And that's how I want it to be looked at. Yeah. And that's you're really going to hear that more in our, what's coming for the future. Cause we're okay. really doing new stuff. But, um, yeah, for this, it was just like, yo, it's like, I was just, I was listening to like, you know, Varial's album, their new album a lot. And like, I never was really a fan of knock loose. And I know a lot, like, I think I've said this before. I mean, I don't know if it was on this interview, but like, I like got into them on the album that a lot of their fans didn't like as much, which was the different shade of blue. Yeah, right. right. So that was me kind of like enjoying them. And I was like, you know, our buddies in Degrader, I really liked some of their stuff. Like I used to be that very much like this is not metalcore, it's hardcore, but I've kind of grown to understand that it's kind of become like a subgenre of metalcore. It's just a different, it's like a different style of metalcore. It's like metalcore from another like another nation you know what i mean it's like if it's like you got like i just think of avatar <laughs> like it's like the earth na- earth nation's metal core and this well, is, you I, know whatever i mean i don't i don't <laughs> think hardcore sucks though <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like, robbie really likes hardcore a lot is so and he's um always wanted to write kind of you know stuff like that and i was like yo like why don't we just do we've always wanted to do this just crazy heavy stuff just because we want to and it's fun and like we've like but it might be you know might not totally work with what we're doing so we just wrote these two different songs and um i kind of was telling robbie stuff that i wanted to do like i wanted to do something a little different and i think more so too we were like this would be a cool chance because a lot of people newer to us have don't realize that there's two of us at first or they don't know who's doing what and i thought this would be a really cool way to define our writing styles and our voices like when it comes to heavy music so it's like chase wrote all one song and I wrote all the other songs. So right. simulations chase, I wrote the spire and then we just, and I was like, you know, telling Robbie kind of stuff I wanted. And then Robbie just sent us the demos and I was like, that's definitely the one I was, I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so Chase's song was about like artificial intelligence and like obviously, and then like taking over the planet and mankind. And then like, rather than you know, them exterminating or enslaving us, or are we all in the simulation right now? was kind of like the top was like the whole idea. Yeah. And my song was like this supposed to kind of like, I was just thinking a lot about just like, you know, COVID the whole year had me thinking about all this crazy stuff. Just like, man, it's like how bad could shit get? You know what I mean? Like how would you have the fan? Like, what would I do in these? Like, what, how, what, what kind of person would you have to become when things get like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was just thinking about how we were, I wanted to do another kind of like nerdy song, kind of like a, you know, did with Endgame, but like more serious and not as like obvious. Mm-hmm. So I was like writing about, I was writing like song, I was writing about like, like the Anakin to Darth Vader thing. And then like the Kylo, the Ben Solo to Kylo thing. And just like, I just like the duet, like the whole idea of like someone who is so good going so bad sure. and how they could get that way. So I was like writing like that. And then I was kind of, I kind of ended up just putting those concepts together. So like, I've always liked, and even if I do something that might have a lot of references to something, 
at its whole has like a human message. Right. And that's what I always want to portray. So like, you know, hollow bastion might be about all these references there that have to do with maybe some things that happened in kingdom hearts, but the song is about nostalgia and the fear of growing up and losing everything that made you happy and like growing old and dying and not knowing what's going to happen to you. Right. And like, there's a lot of elements of that in those video games that are what made those games so emotional for, you know, me at least for sure. and a lot of people. Yeah. And it's like, that's why I like to do that. I, I like to bring like with Endgame, I was like, I wanted to just put how that movie made me feel. Well, it was about infinity war more. So sure. the Endgame thing was obviously a coincidence, but <laughs> I wanted to like, I just like what, like I love movies and I love, you know, if something makes me feel that's what, that's when I write the best. That's what I write about. And movies make me feel a lot. Stories make me feel a lot. So I was like, I want to make something that's like rooted in something that's like seems dorky, but the, to just highlight how like brutal that message really is. And that was kind of what the song was. So, and that, and there's, a, there's some references where like, if you really, if you look at the song, like, like you're listening to a song about star Wars, you can really picture it in your head and hear it. Uh, but if you have no fucking clue and read the lyrics, it just sounds like a dude just going nuts, turning just into like his worst self and just descending into madness. And the spire was supposed to kind of just be like a, it was just a word that came to mind when I thought of it in my head, I just thought of like, sith and like like their towers and the temples and the spikes and then just like i thought of just like someone climbing a spire to like get to the top or like descending you know down like when it was a tower and i was just that was yeah. just kind of where the name came from no, so it makes sense no i think yeah, I, no. oh go ahead sorry no 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 no. i was just gonna say so it was just like and i was just, it would just be cool if we just kind of made this like a little special thing and then you asked me about the business decision behind of it and i know we kind of got trailed off into this whole other conversation but like the idea was basically like this year fucking sucked like these are things that like we were feeling or thinking about like we wrote these really dope songs like this is a really cool concept and i think and it's a direction we would maybe like to lean a little more with our heavier stuff in the future mm-hmm. like if we go lighter we might want to go really light but we want to go really we want to stay when we go heavy stay really heavy and like still be pushing and not like we don't want to like lose one just because we're focusing too much on the other. So I was like, it'd be a cool way to just kind of show people like, hey, like we can go that hard if you want us to. You know what I mean? It's yes, like like we'd yes. love to do it. we'd love to do it. And it was kind of a fun thing. Like we the artwork was really fun. I got to design like a, you know all the merch with Robbie, and I got to do some we got to do some really cool designs. I got to draw a lot of the stuff. Very cool. And it was just a really fun project to put together. And it was like I feel like. Yeah, I would never have done this in the same year we dropped an album, but this is like this year is not like any other fucking year. So like, there's no rules. So we're just right. gonna do it because we want to. And I think people want it. Like, people were like already ready for more music because all they're doing is sitting home listening to all their shit. So I don't know if that like it fast if that maybe speeds up the time that you're supposed to wait. Maybe it does. Like we put out a lot of random stuff, but like it's like we can't play shows. It's like putting out music is like all you have. Right. But you got to kind of learn to put on your hands with it because if you do it too much, it's just like, you know, our last night. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you guys start doing covers of top 40 songs, then yes, I'm going to be a little bit nervous. Yeah, but they'll be really good ones because I'll okay. pick them. Okay, good. That's as long as, as long as you're okay there. Now, let me I mean, let, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no go I ahead. was just saying. Half the reason I'm get half the reason I'm getting I mean aside to because I get hit for features all the time but I don't have a recording set up and Robbie's house where we record is three hours away oh so it's like half the reason I'm learning to record and do all stuff is to like do features but 
because there's so many songs I want to do covers of, but like the guy, like it's we can't do every fucking thing that I want to do with Saving Vice. So right. I'm trying to just figure out how I can just do. I just want to start putting out just stuff for fun. Yeah, you did that one with uh, A War Within. That's also a friend of the show. Yeah, that was so random. It was it was literally like they just hit us up and like, yeah, we're doing this cover. Like we just like you guys would love to have one of you on. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do. It. Like I fucking like. Like pop, I listen to so much fucking pop, dude. That's like what I, that's like the other thing I listen to for inspiration aside so from crazy. like <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like, you know, I'll, sometimes it'll be like a little bit of rap. Chase listens to a lot of rap for inspiration yeah. Yeah. on his stuff. You'll, you'll hear that more, I feel like, in the choppiness yeah. that he's been kind of doing with it. But um, that's how I like, that's why I like, because I've always, I've always felt that like, if you strip down the corniness, like, there's a lot of amazing songwriting as far as like hooks and catchiness and like just bops go in that world. And like, that's the stuff I love. Like there are very few entire pop albums I like, right? but there are some risks where I just fucking love like three or four songs. And I'll do like, I got like black pink. Like I fucking love them. I listen to their, I listen to their new album like 20 times. Like it's, I, it's, I don't even, even understand. Know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> They're like the biggest group in the world right now. What? Like, <laughs> billion like they're a, they're a korean uh pop band oh it's all girl pop i can't like, do k-pop Ugh. i i have never been a fan not it's just because it hasn't really resonated with me but i feel it's like they they mix they mesh like english with it so you can kind of understand some of it and mm-hmm. it's still but i was like there's so many pop songs in the u.s that i fucking can't understand what people are saying at the time so it's like what does it matter <laughs> like if it, it's just like it's stuck in your head and they all have like dope voices and like the beats are so good like I, it's so that's like one of the best parts about their music is like the the backtracks and everything just slap. And I was there's so many things I hear where I'm like that where I'm like, dude, imagine that like right before or like over a breakdown or something. And it's just like I, that's where I get all these ideas to try to because I want to try to I want to we want to put something out that's like maybe you know it's it's on brand, but we want to put something out that's different too. Like we don't we're always it's hard it's really hard to like do something new with our genre these days, you know? And it's like, we're trying, so I'm trying to reach to places where I feel like are going to be different or give me outside the box ideas. Cause like, like it or not, I mean, that's like what bring me the horizon does. And that's like, I wasn't a huge fan of ammo. I wasn't a huge fan of that's the spirit. I yeah. liked songs off both, but I've loved their new singles and I'm actually genuinely very excited for their new record. And I, and I really like obey. I like obey sounded like it could have been a, like a b-side from sempaternal uh, like, i'd say a, a b-side of that's the spirit hey if you, hey dude did you hear i mean did you hear join the club or chasing rainbows yeah I, no I, I get what you're saying i get uh, what you're both, saying both, both those songs are lighter than their last three singles very you know true. what i'm saying very true like and like like that like obey when he was just like die first i was like dude that's his mid scream that was like what i liked about sempaternal yes was how sure. doing that that mid-tone and it's like I mean, you can, t- you can tell, like, I mean, I grew up listening to Bring Me, but, like, I, I was never, I personally was never a big fan of Ollie as a vocalist. I just loved everything he wrote. Oh, yeah. And it sounded great on album, but I was never, like, Ollie was my favorite tone or favorite scream or favorite vocalist. Right. But, like, on Seven Eternal, he started developing that mid-scream, that, like, that, and I just like, <laughs> loved that shit. That was, like, and, I, and it influenced, it was kind of, like, I grew up trying to sound like Spencer Chamberlain, you know? Sure. 
And I, and you can hear that in my influence, but there's a lot, you know, but especially on the newer stuff, but I remember just like, I really like enjoyed that style and it like, and I have a slightly, like we have a similar, um, I would say tone. Sure. And as far as like deepness or highness goes, I'm like, losing the words just, I'm disappearing in my brain right now. But, um, yeah. And I was, and it was like, cause I, when I try to like, think of like, how do I get better? How do I push myself or how do I kind of figure out what I want to do? It's like, I try to listen to other vocalists who have a similar range as me. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think what works for them. Like, what are they doing where they can scream like 10 songs every night and not lose their voice? Like, and I study other vocalists for like body language and just like what they're doing with their, you know, voices to try to figure out what makes them sound either really loud or really tight, or they don't learn how to air to like always be getting better. And Ollie's, it was just like, it gave me just like, I just was like screaming along to that album one time and I was like, Oh shit. Like that's actually like way easier to do than this other thing I've been doing all this time. And like is way less exhausting. Yeah. And I, I kind of learned, so I'll learn techniques from listening to other people, but it's, you gotta be careful. Cause if I feel like if you start, if you ever, once you start trying to sound like someone else though, you just fuck yourself up because then it's like not realistic, you know? Yes. Right. You got to take influence, but not try to sound like someone else. For sure. For sure. And yeah, and just on the Ollie thing too, I know people probably get annoyed when they hear this, but he's he's a great vocalist and songwriter in the studio, but not live. Live, I haven't seen him actually sing a song in years. It's all backing tracks. He barely does anything. The last time I've seen him actually sing was in the orchestra DVD. That was, I, I still think that's one of the best live performances I've oh, ever seen. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like, dude, um, it never ends is like one of my favorite. If it might be my favorite, if not, a little bit of the top favorite songs by them. And like, I was surprised they played it in that set and getting to see it on that scale was like crazy for me. Cause I love that. I always loved the song. And, um, yeah, no, I, I think I'm, and and I think about that a lot too, with the backtrack thing. And I'm just like, Hey, that's what most big, I mean, Almost every rapper, big or small, is just talking over their own entire songs playing. And it's just like, maybe there's a double standard. Maybe, I don't know. There's things that maybe I think are cheating, and there's things I don't. There's sure. things that I think aren't cheating. There's things that I that we do that some people consider cheating that every professional band does. Like, we didn't want to like invite another person into our circle and try to get another member, right. so we track one guitar, like a yeah. lot of bands do. Right. You know, I would ideally love to have a full band, but like, from a business aspect, it's not like, oh yeah, we'll just find a new guy. Like, dude, it can be so much more fucking trouble than it's worth. Yes. So right. it's like, if you have like a good thing going, you know, it's like plenty of members, you know? And so <laughs> I, just, I don't know, man, maybe they earned, they earned, like he's earned, he has the clout to do that. You know, there's people who do that. They never, like people never see him again, but it's like, he's fucking Oliver Sykes. No one cares. Cause like <laughs> they jamming the songs and it sounds epic live because it's backtracks. Like most Bring the Horizon fans haven't been expecting much from him live in a very long time, anyways. Yeah. They're just going to hear the songs and fucking be there for the show and the production. And I'm I'm sure there's something to be said with that. And like I know a lot of people that's a very polarizing topic in music. Oh yeah. But sure. I don't really have like I just don't I only have really strong opinions about like things that I feel like actually matter. Like, I feel like that doesn't really, you know, it's like, I, it's like, I, there's people get like so much more mad about that than I could ever be. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
And I'm just like, I get it. Like, yeah, like that's fair. It's a fair opinion, but like, get the fuck over it. Like, stop yelling about it on the internet. Oh, You're not yeah. gonna think. It's sure. just like, yeah. no, I think, I think just having the debate normally is a fun thing to do, but to be seriously like the amount of times I've seen Bring Me the Horizon live, it, I mean, it's insane. So I still buy my ticket because there is something like I still hope that at some point they'll go back to the way that they used to be. And I'm not talking about sound wise. I'm just talking about their live show because I, I mean, do think, be, you know what I mean? I will be, to be fair, I've seen videos of them recently and Ollie with where, when he is singing, he sounds the best he's ever sounded his entire life. Well, lately. I think that's, I think that's from taking so many years off. <laughs> I think, I think you can tell he's been really practicing singing. Yeah. And then it was like he really, and then his screams were horrible. And then it sounded like he put a little more, it it does sound like they doubled back a little bit and we're like, we'll at least give you like these almost breakdowns and like there's some screaming and it hasn't reminiscent. It's, it's what I would expect from like older, bring me the horizon. And it's like this, I don't know, like to me, obey and parasite Eve are like what I wish that's the spirit had been. So that's sure. like I, I like them. I like those songs, these new songs, better than that album. Oh, like I only liked like three or four songs off that album. Like I have no hate for it. Sure, it just like there was just like I didn't really like. I know a lot of the songs that were like everyone's favorites. I didn't really dig. Like I didn't like Avalanche. I didn't like Follow oh, You. No, I don't like those either. I'm actually. I think we're on the same page on that. Like I like the weirder ones. I like Oh No and Blasphemy. Like, I like those ones, which is something I wouldn't think that I would, but I don't like any of the popular songs. I Oh, and Doomed? I think Doomed's a great song. Doomed, I was about to say, Doomed is probably one of my favorites. I I like, I, it's so True Friends would be oh. my favorite if the chorus rhymed. Yeah, well, yeah, if the chorus rhymed, if it wasn't the most cliched lyrics of all time. No, it was no. I really like aspects. I really like that song as a whole, like structure wise. Like I love the like this and no, like <laughs> it's so good. And then, but the, when he says like you, you know, true friends stab you in the front, yeah. it just like it doesn't. He's and especially because he's so fucking good at doing these like long winded rhymes and like like word plays. Like he's gotten so fucking good at that. I was just, I can't believe that that came out of him, to be honest. Right. It's like, right. that, you know, like that, it's like a splinter in my mind, that one part of that song, because that otherwise would be my favorite. But I don't know what the, is that the, let's go, doom, doom, like that. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> wait, isn't that just, that's the spirit? That's what I'm asking. Is that just the title? That's right? just yeah. the title track. Yeah. That's probably my favorite that's probably i think that's probably the best i that overall that was a very that was a really good song it's a fun song it's a fun it was a band in live when they opened with that and the fucking confetti and shit blasted out of the sky and the stage exploded (laughs) when like that song kicked off like every time and that's what i started to realize they're like becoming a stadium band you know it's like gotta put on a show and like i'm at a point and this we started we thought about this a lot with hello there was like we could try to be like the most genty musicians or we can really think about like, Hey, like what's going to be fun about this live. Cause it's like, we want to be a heavy band. We want to be taken seriously, but like we want our shows to be a fucking blast yes. for anyone. And it's like, that's like, and we thought like, we thought like with the, uh, you know, the echoes from the gutter thing. I remember we uh, wanted to do the no heart, no hope and have the crowd like do it back to us. Oh sure. And that was the first the only time we've ever played that song and we had them doing it. And it was, I remember after we were like, 
yeah, that was a, that no heart, no hope thing was fucking sick. That worked out. That was really fun. Like the whole crowd, you know, we were like, no, heart, no. it was just, <laughs> and it was like you thinking like, I just try to think about that. Like, like I always remember that's the spirit because of seeing it live. I relive that in my head when I listen to that song and how fucking fun that was. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, so like sometimes some stuff we put into songs, we write for the live experience. And I think that's what all these fit for a King haters can't fucking process is like those <laughs> songs are good. Those songs are going to go so fucking hard live. I don't think they understand. Like those are, those are like, like I, I, I loved a lot of their heavy stuff, yeah. you know, here and there, but like, this is the first fit for a King album that I sat through start to finish. Really? And I, and I went back to do it twice. Wow. Look, I, like, I, I am not a hater of this album. I'm just surprised because like you didn't listen to death grip all the way through or anything like oh, that. No, because- I, I, like, I listened to it scattered. I listened to like some of the singles and some of the heavier ones, but yeah. like that I can't like, I can't do, it's like, for me, it, it was just like wage war. Where it was just too much of the same thing. Oh. And it's like it was done different ways. And it was like, and it's, it was like, it was, it, I have, I don't think anything was not good about it. Don't get me right, wrong. Like right. I, would, I would pop that album anytime in the car and probably headbang through the whole thing. But like, I just wasn't enjoying just sitting and hearing all of it. But like their new song, like every single song got stuck in my head for a minute. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, the, and when it popped off, like, even though they weren't breakdowns, it was like new Bring Me the Horizon, where I was still just rocking my head. You know what I mean? I was like, it would just still had me just like, <laughs> and if I was like, if I was in a fucking crowd right now, I'd be fucking jumping all over the place. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's what I think is so fun about that. And it's, I, and I love everything, but I feel like some people get too focused on, and I know I'm not saying like you, you don't like the album, but oh, no. some people I think get focused on their one specific preference right. in a genre but they just can't be open to like the good and the other stuff right and it's like, well look that's an issue of social media i think more than anything it's a it's where you've given a voice to every single person so they're going to make known what their opinion is like honestly and i i said this before i think the reason why there was such a huge backlash to fit for a king was because they came out before they even released the certain singles and apologized for them. I think that was the worst thing they could possibly do is what they did. Oh, yeah. Like on social media, if you go to Tuck O'Leary's or you go to Kirby's uh, uh, Twitter and stuff like that, before certain singles came out, they were basically apologizing, saying, hey, everyone, don't freak out. But this is something different that we wanted to try. Don't worry. The whole album is not like that. Blah, blah, blah. And I've never seen any band do something like that. And I think marketing-wise, that's what hurt them the most. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with that. That I would never have done that. But I would have, like... Like I'm not trying, like well, I'm not gonna judge, but yeah, that's a, that's a weird move. I didn't know that. I, I've, not, I, I've never seen a band do that either. Yeah, but I mean, I, it's hard. I feel like when they were they were such an up and coming band though in heavy circles, like if you ask any kid who listens to like heavier metalcore, that not I mean that style, not maybe it might not be like if you like only like knock loose, you might not be a Fifer King fan. I don't know, sure. but uh, it's like like everyone loved that band. So I'm sure there was a certain anxiety when they were about they're on their come up because like that what they just did with that album, which was pretty fucking awesome. And like being a step away from that, like they didn't know that was going to happen. They probably hoped it was. But like 
they took a big leap and kind of took a turn from what everybody knew them for and what everyone loved them for. So it's like, that's always a risk. Cause it's so male. It's like, I don't know what that anxiety is like. So maybe that was what, you know, triggered that reaction to, awesome. or maybe what's made wanted to preface that. Yeah. You know? Well, think about it this way. I mean, the way I look at it is, and this is an original thought on, on, you know, I think a lot of people have probably said this online, but fit for a King didn't really do anything different in terms of what other bands have done, you can look at what they just did and correlate that almost directly to what Parkway Drive did. Like, Parkway Drive was super heavy for a while, and then they made their way into this kind of like, hey, we're going to put out some heavy tracks, but then here's also some alt-rock radio metal. And there are a couple tracks on the new Fit for a King where I'm like, that sounds exactly like Parkway Drive. Yeah, I... I... I, I, so this is probably going to like get some, I don't know, someone's going to hear this and just get super pissed at me. I <laughs> never liked, I've never liked Parkway Drive like sure. at all. I understand. Like I, I know this, I used to call that kind of stuff. It was like a day to remember where I called it like Jim Shorts Metalcore. <laughs> but I'm like, it's like, that's what I called it back in like when I was, you know, like when I was like a scene kid. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably someone being like, yeah, you still are. And it's like, wow, thanks for the compliment, I guess. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> But um, it's uh, yeah. I I just never jam. Like I'm not, like I said, people always I say that and people are like, well, fuck it. I'm like, don't. I'm not saying they suck. I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying I don't like them. Like, and I try. I, have to, I feel like I have to overexplain that to everyone. Like they're four years old because well, everyone wants to fight about everything. That's the thing. But, yeah. I mean, Tyler, don't forget. By the way, if you don't like something now, that means you've hurt somebody. You've offended somebody yeah. by saying. <laughs> That's your own personal opinion, but you're not allowed to have personal opinions anymore. Didn't you know that? But yeah, so, but anyways, I just never liked them. But like when everyone was bitching about their new stuff, I was like, I'll probably love this. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's usually how it goes. Like, that's usually how it works. People will just be like, man, this fucking new knock loose sucks. And I was just like, oh, word, that must be the best album they put out yet. Like, it's just like, like, like it was like, dude. The best album Swornin ever did was that last one they did with Tyler with Make It Hurt was like the best thing they'd ever did. And I'm sure so many people hate me for saying that, but I, I don't, don't hate care. you. I just disagree. That's all. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I think that was the most groundbreaking thing they did as a band. And I think it was too early. And I think if they did it right now, it would have blown up way harder. And a lot of the dudes who shit talked it the first time would be like all over it now. And a lot of people would still hate it, but yeah. because it was like it took a turn, you know what I mean, which is fair. But yeah, but anyways, I but yeah, but so basically, I tried that with Parkway Drive, and then I was like, yeah, I don't like this at all. Like, I, don't, <laughs> like, I, like, I didn't like, I did not like their new shit. But I did hear the influence in Fit for a King. I just personally thought Fit for a King did what Parkway Drive weren't able to do when they did it. But Parkway Drive is doing just fine, so you know, it's like good luck to them. Like, no well, hate, sure. but that was personal, you know. Now, can I, I ask like you? time i have an opinion on the internet you know you have to like (laughs) well let me i i just had to put this out there and i'm not trying i don't think you're ever going to be a parkway drive fan but have you heard carrion yes okay because that's my that's my go-to yeah i'm not saying that like because i oh yeah because i mean it's like dude everyone i'm always like everyone i know always likes whatever band except me a lot of the time like i've always you know (laughs) I, I've, I'm so honestly, there's plenty of times where I really, I really wish I wasn't picky when I am. Mm-hmm. Cause it's funny. Too, I feel like I listen to a lot of stuff where other people think it 
like a lot of other people hate a lot of the stuff I listen to. Sure. So it's like, I don't really know or care, you know, but I just feel like I don't really, so I definitely find myself when I'm just so bored and then nothing is catching me. I'm just like, I just wish I fucking wasn't so picky. I wish I could just enjoy every fucking thing that came out. I'm with Cause you. I'm out of music. New, you know, and then people keep suggesting stuff to me and I'm like, Nope, don't like that. Like, Nope, don't like that. Like, it's like, I tried so hard to get on the whole, you know, even the, I, I tried to really go in. Cause like, I know all my friends in the metalcore scene, like all love all the, you know, the emo rap stuff. And like, Ugh, I can't. I, like, I, I like nothing nowhere. Yeah. Right. And that's, and like, I think a one, like a young pinch song and that's it. And I love, and I like post Malone and I, you know, black bear's cool, but like, I don't mm. even know if that count. It doesn't really count. So it's like, it's, I, but I just, yeah, I don't, I just didn't get it. Like I get it, but I don't get it. And I like, and I was just trying and everyone was like, every time I ask people for new music, that's all they send me is stuff that sounds like that. And I'm just like, no, I don't just, I don't like yeah. there might be a song, but there's never a whole album. I like, right. And I don't know, but like, but nothing nowhere I really love. And I feel like because he still has more of like the instrumental aspect to it. And it still sounds more like a band in some ways Sure. Where it's like, I just, maybe, it's, and that's like, I, even though I was never liked him and I, I don't love every song. And I think some just are catchy because they're good. And some are catchy because they're radio annoying, catchy. Like I liked the new MGK album because oh. it was like, it oh. reminded me, it reminded me of my Sum 41, like good <laughs> Charlotte, like old, you know, I literally like have been jamming like story of the year, the used and like good Charlotte and shit because of that album. Like, and like, because that's what it reminded me of. It, just, really? it was wow. nostalgic for me. Uh-huh. And it, cause it reminded me like, of, like old Blink-182 and stuff like that. Oh, that's so and, weird. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's what, that was the vibe I got. It reminded me of when I was in like, you know, eighth grade, yeah. you know, and I had my first sweatband bracelet <laughs> with good Charlotte on it. You know what I mean? It's like, or it fucking, you know, it's, and that was what it made me think of. And I, that's what I've been jamming just because it reminded me of that. Like, I don't, the only songs that, you know, there's probably like three songs I would actually like listen to daily. Body Bag with Young Blood and Burt McCracken was like the best song on that. It was on the deluxe, I think. Oh, but that I, was the best. And then the Halsey song, but I love Halsey. So like anything <laughs> Halsey does, I love. But like, like Experiment on Me was like one of my favorite songs of the year. Wow. Like, I loved it. I want a whole album of that. Cause, but, dude, and I heard that and I was like, it sounds like Bring Me the Horizon. And of course, Bring Me the Horizon wrote it. So like the instrumentals. So that, that explained a lot. I was like, I really just hear Halsey sing for Bring Me the Horizon now. Like, <laughs> so like, you know, but uh, yeah, I just like, you know, I try, there's just random stuff I like. And uh, Parkway Drive was it, was it one of them? The New Fit for a King was. Yep. And actually, New Fit for King made me go back and listen to more of their old stuff just so I could really take in the full scope of where their sound went. Yeah. And I feel like, I, I feel like people shouldn't have been so surprised. Cause I feel like the last album, oh, the last album was so catchy. So catchy. Yeah. 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 Like it had so many parts like that. Like, and like the, it honestly, every single chorus on the new album, save like the really parkway drivey ones, you know, yeah, sounded like it could have been on the last album with just sure. the rest of the song being heavier. Look, people just want a controversy. They just honestly like, look, I've taken and what I what I really wanted to kind of come back to saving vice a little bit. What I oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can edit some of the rambling out of you, hon. <laughs> no, I am not. I am absolutely not. No, this is dude. This is all I want to do. I, I like just talking music. So this is this is all good for me. But the reason why, you know, I'm going to go into a social media kind of tirade here and 
I, when I was listening to the simulation, I was thinking that had to do a lot with social media, just based on the mindset that I'm in right now. And I took, and I've been taking a huge break from social media. Like I deleted Twitter from my phone. I rarely go on Instagram. I only have Facebook because of Facebook dating. Like there's really no reason that I even go on social media anymore. And the other day, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to talk about some of the horror movies that I've been watching, you know, because it's October and stuff. And when I went back on to Twitter, the first thing I saw was everyone either coming to the defense of counterparts or everyone shitting on counterparts for having a $100 embroidered hoodie. And I was just like, this is everything I don't want in my life. Like, Dude, I know. I Dude, I, it's so funny because... It's funny too because I literally just saw a cookies hoodie at Zoomies for a hundred dollars, and it had the same kind of cr- fancy embroidery. Yeah, and I was just like, "Yo, that must just be what it costs." And it's just like, and then it's like, not to mention like that would be like on a normal day, my brain would have just been like, "That must be what it costs." Like yeah, our newest right. drop was the most expensive. The hoodies we just did for the new drop were like much, were like thicker, heavier duty. They had more designs and more art print on them than anything we've ever done. Yeah, and they cost us a lot more. And like right. it's and it we had to charge more. And that's just how it works. And the counterparts, you know, with a label and all that, they probably saw even less of that money. So yep. it's like, yep. it's just like I don't understand. And then we're and we're in a fucking pandemic, so all these bands aren't making their living they're normally making. So it's like and, and then counterparts too, who's just been notoriously a band that no one is pissed at. <laughs> Like, why are you going to attack them about that? You know what I'm seeing? So it's like, or what I'm saying is what I mean. But it's like, what the fuck? And I just saw that. I was like, bro, like, this is like, everyone cares about this. I was like, why? Like, you know, and yeah, dude, it's fucking bananas. It's like, I don't even know. We've gone past. It's been a couple months. So we've gone past that whole, you know, support bands. They have such an issue. You know what I mean? Like, Everyone before was so gung-ho for that two seconds. Like, hey, guys, bands can't tour. Let's go ahead and, you know, support their Patreon. Let's get uh, albums. Let's get vinyls. Let's do whatever. Now we're all past that, apparently. And now it's fuck all these bands that want to make money. That's just social media. They need someone or something to rally against and try and make themselves big somehow. And it's very, very strange. I mean, they were on like a fucking kill streak with the cancellations and that kind of just like they I think they just ran out of people to destroy. So it's like, I mean, granted, not I'm not saying that, like, there weren't ones that were deserved for sure. It's like, but that whole thing, and I, I don't want to get into a cancel culture <laughs> conversation. <laughs> no, Tyler, but, uh, I want you to tell me all the bands that you don't think should have been canceled. <laughs> no, 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 I just, no I, it's, for me, it's not, it's not, it's more so like, it's not my fucking job. Right. Like. And it's not my opinion. To, it's not like I don't – and just like everybody else on the internet who just disowned and shared something that might have ruined someone's life forever, yep. mm-hmm. they don't actually know if what they shared is even true. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. And it's like I, might, I have an opinion about it. There's bands that I do not listen to anymore. Like sure. Cap, Cap, Here's an example. Capsize. That was one of my favorite new bands in the past 10 Dude, years. I and know. I, so I know. And that hurt me. I had one cheat day. And since they broke up, one day I was like drunk in my apartment and jammed all their old shit and was literally just so fucking upset. Yep. yep. Isn't that good? Did their new single? Yeah, their new album. And it was just like, I was so fucking mad that Bang canceled, but I don't listen to them because 
I just can't because I don't yeah. see them the same anymore. It's the same reason why I don't understand people who worship XXX. You know, it's like sure. the same shit. It's like, but it's like at the end of the day, I'm not, I don't share, like, granted, there's certain things that, like, you might, that might be so extreme. You have a responsibility to speak up. But the rest of the time, it's just like, look, it's like, I don't, will never be someone with a pitchfork in the witch hunt ever. Right. right. Like, I will, I will shut my door on them. I will not interact. But it's like, I don't fucking know what this person is going through. I don't know the real story. What if it's not true? Like, yeah. I'm one more person to spread it. It's like, not my job to just be like, it's like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Because yeah. tomorrow, you know, like, it could be anybody. It could be someone who didn't do anything. And it doesn't matter if they did it or not. It's already going to be shared a hundred times by the time the thought happens. Exactly. And, that, and that's what I don't like about it. Yeah. Not that, like, people are being held accountable. And that's pretty much all I'll say about that. Yeah, but, no, yeah, no, but it's, it's, <laughs> Well, look, just even, even going to bands, this is something that you and I talked about today. You know, we're obviously going to record this way before this comes out. Today was the day that the quote-unquote leak happened where the so-called journalists and stuff found out that Attack Attack are, you know, quote-unquote back together and they're recording with Joey Sturgis or whatever. And I, instead of freaking out, I reached out to somebody who was one of the main people in Attack Attack that everyone wants back in and said, hey man, do you have anything to do with this? And he's like, no, that's, that's probably the two Andrews. That's the easiest way anyone could have reached out to these people and said, hey, is this thing real or not? I mean, I just, I don't care. Like, I just kind of, <laughs> I think if they, they deserve to, you know, they were in that band, if they want to carry on the band's name, bands have come back with less. Well, and like with drugs. With new, with new identities, <laughs> though, you know what I mean? Like, they could come back. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. But they could, they could come back with like a... You know, maybe they fucking, maybe this new lineup is like, because I mean, to me, I mean, unpopular opinion, like, like Caleb, neither Caleb nor Johnny were ever my favorite parts about that band. I just liked their songs, you know? I gotcha. I liked Austin's vocals in the beginning. I got over it. I didn't really, <laughs> I wasn't a huge, I wasn't, I, you know, I liked of Mice and Men for like a couple minutes and I kind of got over it. I was just, I wasn't, I didn't really cling to all that for too long, Sure. but I won't deny that there was a time where like, Someday Came Suddenly wasn't like my one of my favorite records of all time for a while. You know, it's like a fucking that got me into the world I'm in. You know, it's right. like, right. you know, that that it, it was part of what invented the world of metalcore I'm in, you know? Yeah, right. But it's like, who's to say those guys couldn't write a song that slaps just as hard as any of their other ones? Awesome. And then maybe a new vocalist is dope, you know? Like, because I mean, I've never been a Caleb Shomo fan. I, I like all the respect to them. I really hope I can play with Beartooth one day. Like, that'd sure. be a fucking dream true but i don't listen to them you know chase does chase loves them right like to each third you know yeah i and, like uh, early but, too. yeah but uh, yeah i mean you know some of the earlier stuff slapped i i like i i kind of liked I, how they tried to like mainstream the whole where a house show hard band kind of thing i thought that was like a smart marketing move yeah because they made all these scene kids feel like oh now i'm really hard because i like bear <laughs> tooth but they're they're still doing all this shit a hot topic you know yeah but uh, but that was, I consider that from a business standpoint, a super genius move that Caleb did with that. Oh, for sure. Well, no, yeah, he went from an underground band to now they're making music like Wage War. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they do. And when I talk about Wage War, I'm talking about their new stuff. That's the kind of music that Beartooth makes now. So if people, people got mad at Beartooth the same way they did at Fit for a King, but Fit for a King, it's, it's a hundred times harder than Beartooth. Guess whose favorite Beartooth album was their new one? 
Whose? Yours? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I actually, had a, I actually had a song from that album on my personal playlist for the first time ever, Beartooth made my playlist. And it was the album everyone else hated. That's, That's how fucking it works. hilarious. See, I love that. Yeah. Like, I, I would never make fun of you for that. Like, I just, I think that's great. I think that's the thing too, is that like, I like, it like to be really honest about my opinions because like, I want people to see that you can change your opinion about something. Sure. And it's okay. Like, it used to be like, if you, because people want to gatekeep and like, feel like they own everything. Oh, they so love they're it. like, you talk this that you're not allowed well okay it's because it's the same people who are yelling at you for not liking something and then when you finally warm up to it they're like oh you're just a poser and it's like bro it's, you couldn't shut the fuck up about how i needed to like this band and now it's, like, <laughs> like, it's just like just fucking be stoked someone supports this band be stoked right. the band's doing well even though it's like oh do you have something against them did they kill it that's what i like that's the other thing that's like when something gets canceled their people will be like they don't know anything about this person, but I don't like their music. So they probably deserve to like lose their entire livelihood. So right. I'm going to share this. Yep. Like, and that's what I'm saying. You go, it's like, what do you have against them? Really? Like that you really need to like care that much or be that mad about. So it's like, you know, whatever it's, just, it's like, yo, be stoked. Your friends are like into your band that you really, really like. Yeah. You want that band to be successful. You want them to put out music and make money to make more records. So every person you turn on to them, it's like, you don't own them. Like every single other person who likes them thinks that they're the biggest fan, just like you do. Like you're not special. So it's just like be a part of the community and just lift everything up. <laughs> and it's like, I, I just, and it's just exhausting to like, just contend with that anymore, you know? But That's like, I'm out. I'm out of this shit. We just, yeah. We just don't interact. And like, we all have been on social media for as much as we need to be. Mm-hmm. But like, I've been, cha- I've been like, I, I seems like I'm not, I know because I have to, you know, I'm constantly on there for something else. And then I get distracted by something that I wasn't there to do, you know? Sure. But it's like, I needed like uh, the best days I've had this quarantine were when I wasn't on my phone, man. Yeah. And I like, fucking just would love and, and anything I want to do, I'll probably need social media to do it, but hopefully I can have things more set. Like we're doing a lot more stuff remotely where we'll like, certain things that aren't really personal like you know you schedule them out like if there's things that need to like hey let people know about stuff or share something or like hey we want to show people we have a new album and have a promo going it's like we don't all need to be on our phones all fucking day sharing shit anymore it's just like let the music do it let the music talk like yeah we have to accept that like hey there's not shows right now we can't be glued to our phones 24 7 trying to keep this train rolling because just things are not what they were a minute ago and like let's go focus on the stuff we can control because social media has been poison this year, man. It's oh, like, it's awful. Like, just po- like, it's like eating a fucking poisonous frog is what I feel like when I'm on Facebook most of the time. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. No, man, I really, uh, like I've always been against social media, but you have to do it because of the podcast and learning about new music and everything. But then, you know, recently I had these ideas of what I thought social media was doing to us and to me and everything. And then I watched that The Social Dilemma on Netflix. And I was just like, you know what? That just cements all the things that I was thinking before. And I'm really going to try and wean this shit out of my life because it really has done nothing good for me. Yeah, I wish I could. I can't. I luckily don't have to say that because of uh, social media led to me. Like, the only. I lived in Vegas for three years because of social media. So then that was pretty. So it's like I wouldn't have known Ferran, who was my old drummer, and I toured with them in Sigil. Like my whole, even the things that had some of the, even the parts of my life that had bad things in them, 
mm-hmm. always had shit that were chain reaction things to good things that I wouldn't have without them. Oh, good. And okay. So I learned to live with that, but I totally, I see what you're saying though. So let me, I'm going to skew back again. Cause I just looked at the time. Let me confirm something with you really quick because I, I was fairly certain that the simulation was all chase, but it is, is the spire all you though? Yeah, so that's the whole point. Is like, and a lot of people, and like a lot of people, I feel like are gonna still think we're that Chase is on that song, but everything on that song is me. Yeah, because you do hit some of the things that Chase, I think, would normally be doing. You know, when you guys are singing together. Well, so that's that's what I wanted to check on. Well, see, the thing is, is like I do some of that stuff on our stuff, but everyone thinks it's Chase, ah. and that was that was the fun of this. Yeah, like there, there are. <laughs> There are low, like my, like I do gutter, I can do like the same guttural lows Chase does. Sure. But I just don't own them like I used to. Like I used to, that used to be like my, one of my, like when I used to do all the vocals in my old band, like I used to do like everything Chase does and everything I do. Right. And it was like, though that style of heavy vocals, to do it in the way he does it, it's like I have to split up the energy too much and I really want my singing to be good when we're playing live and stuff. Yeah, and like I use a different technique, and it's like a different style of like tone and low. Like I did, I did throw the gutturals on the new song because I just was like, I missed doing that back. It was like that old Danny Warsnop like style, you know, like sure. that thing Chase does. Low, and it was just fun, you know. And then, and then I've been working on my vocals a lot because you know we've been ver- demoing new singles and new songs and stuff for you know whenever you know whatever's going to come next mm-hmm. and kind of playing testing the waters and like i've been trying to just get better and better like because i focus so much on singing but i don't want to get bad at either because i've always wanted to just be like i just want to be good at everything i do if i can so it's like i've been working on it and i was like i learned some new stuff and i was kind of doing just trying it all out on that song yeah so it was kind of so it was fun and like and then it was kind of like i was kind of finding some definition and it's it's I guess yeah it's the whole vocal thing is just such a the more I've like gotten into really like looking into it you realize like so much of it is just like kind of weird conceptual stuff and like body mental it's just weird it's weird shit like I don't know I've just been like trying to look into it a lot to really understand it yeah and it's like you realize why these singers who are so good are so good and it's like you don't it's i keep saying like i i when you finally realize that half the time you are singing you weren't even actually singing is when you actually are learning how to sing i see like that's how i can describe it like there's been times in my life where i literally was like recording things and i wasn't singing properly on any aspect at all like i wasn't it couldn't even be called singing what i was doing but i thought it was it's like what most people do in their cars and then you kind of start to realize like this is why these people get roasted on american idols because they think <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, and I'm sure there's someone being like who just doesn't like us being like, oh yeah, fuck, you're singing sucks, which is fair. That's object, that's subjective. So it's like, I pro, I definitely suck in a lot of circles. You know, it's like, I want to, I want to go try to do guest vocals for fucking like, you know, I want to audition for issues. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't think you want any part of that. To be quite honest, yeah, I mean, like, I don't really know about the rest of the dudes. I get torn because their last album was like my favorite album. I they know. Did, and I was, the rest I, of the guys still deserve the royalties. Is how I look <laughs> at it. I am going to put together a list, and the next time we do this show, I'm just going to quiz you on what I think your favorite album is of a band that I just dislike all their new stuff, and I almost <laughs> guarantee. 
that you will love it, and it's great. That's so funny. Dude, I love their new issues because Asai reminded me of fucking, like, Prince. Like, I love it. Like, it reminded me of, like, the, like, fucking, um, what was it? What was that one song where he's just like, my daddy's talking shit. He said, watch it fucking. Mo-. Like that song reminded me. It was like, dude, I'm, is this the Batman, like Tim Burton soundtrack? Like this is slap. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know, this, this is, this is dope. That is funny. But yeah, that was funny shit. But yeah, the, yeah, the Spire, the Spire was, yeah. Um, it was kind of, it was, dude, I mean, we, me and Chase have always low key, like on the super low key. This EP was me and Chase just finally just being like fucking like this is Chase this is me yeah I can do all of this shit I just don't all the time right no like, it's, look, and, it's a great and concept. Now, now when you, yeah and now when you listen to us you'll know who's who yeah so if you want to be like you and your friend want to be like Justin and the other guy from Insync I can't remember like I you know remember. how to do that. <laughs> 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 it'd be really funny if it was like oh yeah. It's this, and I have like three names, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know everything about them. I want to say it's like JC or something, something like J something. I got no, no idea. <laughs> no, I just stamps tonight. I was way off. <laughs> That's not even me trying to be cool. I legitimately have no idea. Dude, I think it'd be way cooler if you knew every name of everyone. <laughs> I honestly do too. Believe me, I would. I'm I'm a fountain of knowledge. I would love to know everything about everything, but there are just some things that I just. I had an insuck t-shirt as a kid, and that's the most that I know about them. That's, that's, <laughs> Dude, I was like, literally, my brain was trying to process like what you just said. I was like, wait, and what the fuck? Oh, what a dick! I was yeah. like, <laughs> like that's exactly something that you would do too. Yes, for sure. Well, look, when you grow up being bullied for your music taste, you're gonna fight back, you know. Oh, dude, dude, don't get me talking about like, dude. I feel like everything that makes people famous right now is what got me bullied in high school. Yes. Oh no. I I think if you had one of those weird movies where somehow you got your consciousness put into like what was that movie with Zac Efron and uh, Chandler? Seventeen again. Yeah. Like if that happened to us right now, the whole entire world would be different. Like there would be no way. I I just I can't even. My mind would be blown, I think. Yeah, dude, like, like, every, all of my hobbies and all of the shit that I had, like, all my, like, mo- like my anime and, like, all my fucking, like, my nail polish and everything I did that yeah. got me, like, trolled in high school that, like, you know, like, preppy dudes do now because they like Juice World. You know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, like, all that shit, like, I would have been the coolest motherfucker. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's so weird. We'd be the most like, popular yeah. kids in school, and it would be a complete opposite where... Yeah, where yeah, like it, we bully people and then they're like, whoa, that's not cool. Dude, I just can't believe that like the polls like switch sides on like reality like that. It's so funny. Yeah. And now we're we're inside and COVID is the COVID I'd say COVID. <laughs> COVID is ravaging the entire world. Like up is down, left is right. Like there's there's nothing dude, anymore. I do I'm literally at a point now. It's just like we're I see the most absurd shit that like a year ago would have been the most absurd thing I'd ever seen in my lifetime. And I just see that like every five minutes now. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yep. Like, I'm just like, what is, like, I just, when you stop and really think about it and I think like, and I can't, I don't want to bring this, I won't bring this to like that conversation, <laughs> but I think it has a large part in to do with like the environment we've all been surrounded by the sure. past few years. 
And it's just like the most extreme things are just no longer like people don't even care anymore. And I'm just like, and it's like, I feel like it, it's like, it's, it's just, it's all the stuff that like, it's a whole conversation. It's just like stuff only South Park will talk about. Tell me if you turned on the TV or you turned on the internet right now and all of a sudden there were actual live scenes of people biting other people, would you be shocked or surprised? No. And it's so fucked up, man. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I wouldn't be, I would like, I would try to be, I would be like, you know, reasonable i mean i know this is new lately for some people who are listening but reasonable doubt like <laughs> would cross my mind oh tyler like, come on but it's just like but it's like i would still be like how did the, i would be like how did this happen like was it is this a covid thing like blah blah like my brain would be like trying to process it like it it would i wouldn't have to go through that like half hour of just like staring into the abyss in shell shock that it's real it would be more of like a word do i need to t- get toilet paper or like yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> like i'm reaching for my machete right away it's no longer yeah, a question right. like is this real is this some kind of a prank it's like no this is probably real and it's definitely happening and i'll probably t- you can t- you can quote me in tweets if you want but it's like cause this will probably be the line of the the podcast but like the moment that the ninja sword next to my bed stopped being a joke was when i realized <laughs> What's really funny is I think we've talked about this before. You and I are so similar on some things and so completely opposite. And that is one of the things we are so similar on. It's just like the anime stuff that you and I have that we probably thought at the past were just like props. And this is not even like, this is like full tang has been sharpened to like take a limb off. Like it's a ninja toast. It's not a katana. I don't have a fucking samurai sword like next to my bed. <laughs> it's like a short. It's like a. It's like a short ninja toe and a tanto. Like and it has like a little even like a thing you can sling over your shoulder. But it's like they're like lightweight. But yeah. it's like super sharp. But it's like I had a. I have. I've had a lot. I had other stuff, but almost all of it has been taken by TSA because I have I'm notorious <laughs> for forgetting things are in my backpack. So it's like I've literally had three knives confiscated. I'm surprised I'm not on a watch list or some shit That's because I hilarious. keep forgetting. I literally looked right at the dude. I I like swear to God, this is the last thing that the last time it happened. I'm literally going. I think I was probably going to see Casey before she moved here, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, they're like they they only flagged my bag, and I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. It's probably a, a fucking spring or a lighter, or, I don't know, something, and then. You guys, like, hey, is there anything sharp? Any weapons here? And I'm like, nah, like, just like totally confident. I'm still tying my shoes. I just put my shoes back on. And then he's just like, pulls a fucking trench knife out of my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> like, the knuckles, like the brass knuckles on the handle and everything. Oh, it's hilarious. And I swear to God, I had no idea it was in there. And I'm just like looking at him, just like, dude, you're not going to believe me, but I totally forgot that was in there. And of course they give you the whole, Oh, can you have someone who can give this to It's like, no, everybody's gone. Everybody's left. Like, can I, I can't put it in my suitcase. It's too late. Oh. Throw it in the trash. Let's like, let's be done. But I've had so much shit thrown in the trash at TSA, dude. Wow. That's like, it's, I... yeah. It's, it's so, but it's, it's funny. And I'm just like, bro, like I didn't even know I had this many just like weapons. You know, I always thought, think of myself. I have like, yo, those two pocket knives. And I'm like, Apparently, I have enough that like I can have multiple bag inspections. Wow! Like and then, like, and, like, why are they in the bag? Or like, or, like, it was a lot of the time it's like you always bring one on the road. You know, you, you never know. If, Just like, in case, yeah. 
Right. Yeah, like you like cut something or like something you you know stranded whatever. I it was literally because we had just gotten back from a tour and I had it on the tour. <laughs> I think that's I think I just pieced that together now on this phone call. Yeah. Well, look. Yeah. Don't forget you're. A, I mean, you're from Vermont. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? It's like being from New Hampshire. If you're not carrying around a knife, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, like, there's just way too many situations that you wouldn't think could happen on a normal day in New England where you need a knife to cut something. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, no. It's not even, even like, bare girl shit. It's just, like, stupid shit sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. No, and by the way, I I need to tell you this because I don't know if I've told you this before, but I legitimately have Jon Snow's sword and Cloud sword. And they're both sharpened and ready to go. Yeah, well, I, that's that's kind of they're actual. You have like the actual swords that are actually sharp. So the John, yeah, the John Snow one is the actual sword. The Cloud one, obviously, I'm six five, so there's no way it's as big yeah. as Clouds. But that thing is full stainless steel. Will lop someone's head off. Dude, that's kind of badass, and you're like big enough to swing it. So that's kind of oh, yeah. sweet. It's- yeah, Joey, <laughs> dude, Cloud FF Seven is like my baby, and. Jon Snow was my boy before. Well, Game before, of yeah, before everything else happened. Dude, Game of Thrones is the only TV show where it feels like a really good past relationship that you just had to put behind you. Like it was just like where it just like you have so many good memories. Like it was a blast. Like you miss it all. You might miss it all the time, but then it just just it when it just ended, it just didn't work anymore. There's nothing there, and it's just like time to move on and forget about it. And I, you don't go relive it, and like you don't relive it because it always ends the same way. Right, and that's how I feel about the show. I, I haven't rewatched it since the ending, and, I, and it was like one of my favorite TV series. Yeah, no, there's there's three shows. I want to say maybe actually four, four shows that that's happened for me. For one's Game of Thrones, one is Dexter, one is Lost, and the other one's Heroes. Their endings were so bad that I can never go back and watch them again. You just gotta watch Fringe. It's airtight. Yeah. Oh, look. There are plenty of shows that are airtight. That's that's for sure. But yes, Fringe. Fringe is definitely one of them. That's for sure. So I have to say this because it's kind of hilarious. But like, I know I've just realized it was like ten o'clock. And I was oh like, shit! What the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, and I was literally just like saying how every other call we've had or every interview we've had, we always talked about how we could go on for hours about just fucking movies and TV shows and shit. Yep. Yep. And. That like we just like fell into a fucking black hole. We did, and like, I'm glad you saw the time because I did not. Because see I had the time. it, I was stop, man. I just realized <laughs> I just looked. At it. I was like, I feel like I just got home. Like, what happened? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this is what we'll do. Let's yeah. close it out. Does that sound good? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the big thing, obviously, even though I think we talked about it a lot at the beginning is that Binary should probably be out by the time this show is out. I'm assuming because we went kind of in-depth into the the behind-the-scenes stuff that Robbie will want to wait. So if for some reason this does come out before, Binary comes out on October 30th. You can get pre-orders right now. There's a whole bunch of new merch everyone can get. I'm going to have links in the description of the episode so that everyone can take care of that very easily. But I guess until then, man, what is the best way to support you guys? Um, Hey, I mean, check the merch out. If you like it, we made it for you. You know what I mean? We don't, you know, if you enjoy it, like, check it out. Just like, you know, just like the music. You know, everything you share, everything you like, every time you stream something, like, it, you know, it all helps us out. And yep. if you're enjoying it, like, 
know, we just ask that you keep showing us some love and keep an eye out for what's coming. Man, I have a ton of your sweatshirts and hoodies already, but if you make an embroidered one that's a hundred bucks, I'll make sure to purchase that. Dude, it's like I feel like that's about to uh, just just in case this happens, I just want everyone to know that I had the thought first. But I, if you <laughs> just start seeing embroidered hoodies popping up everywhere, yep, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't would, be surprised. <laughs> I would not be either. Well, man, thank you so much. There's tons. We're just gonna have to do this again. Like I said, you have joined the fourth timers club. You have now been the first person to be on every single iteration of the show. So congratulations. Honored. Yeah. I mean, it's huge, super honor. I can't believe it. It's amazing. <laughs> but no, I look so I look forward to these every time. I appreciate that, man. I do, too. I was super excited. I was like, yes, we're going to use Discord. We're going to figure something out. And the only bad thing that happened with this call was that for some reason when I would say, like, yeah, or something, I would agree with you. And then it would kind of skip out. But that's about it. So I think that's pretty good for the way podcast interviews go anyways. I think we got it nailed down. I mean, if anyone's been listening to the past ones we've done together, none of this should be a surprise to them because I'm pretty sure we've had that problem almost. No, except for the one we did at Robbie's. No, that was in Vermont too. That was yeah, Vermont. so it's pretty much what we do. <laughs> it's always Vermont. It's always Vermont. But hey, man, we will definitely do this again. I'm telling you, in 20 years when I'm like 50 years old, even if I'm not doing the show, you can hit me up and we'll just do this anyway. So oh, yeah, just rock wheelchairs and just yeah. talk about the old days. <laughs> well, man, yeah, just keep on going and keep on going. But man, I really do appreciate you taking the time to do this. I was a big fan of binary. I'm always a fan of everything you guys do. I mean, it's just so weird to think that this year you dropped one of the best albums of the year. Like we have to really promote that going forward because that shouldn't just be thrown away as something that happened during COVID. Like that is a legitimate, awesome album. So once again, man, thank you so much. Binary comes out or did come out on October 30th. So everyone make sure you support these guys because you're going to hear so much more in the future. And once again, Tyler, man, thank you so much. It, uh, I was, it's always a pleasure, man. I'm happy to be here. So uh, thanks for the kind words, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad you're still enjoying it. You know, six months later, I'm glad I hold up. So thank you. Absolutely.